Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode on Testimony Tuesdays, hashtag TT. My name is Natasha Brown, your main host, and this episode is called God is in Control. How many of you believe that God is actually in control of your life? Exactly. A lot of us doubt God all the time. And you know, it's easy to doubt him because when we see things happening, we think, hmm, is God really here? Like, is he really working on my life? But Today's episode is there to give you the assurance that yes, God is always there. He's always working and most importantly, God is in control. You know, imagine if he wasn't in control of your life. Imagine what kind of nonsense you would get up to if God was not in control. (laughs) Come on now. We all know what we would get up to if he wasn't 110% in control of our lives. But the fact that he's in control of our lives should be enough for us to know that, you know what, regardless of what I'm going through, because God is in control, because I've allowed him to take the wheel in my life through prayer, everything will be okay. So the anchor scripture for today is Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. I think I've repeated this a couple of times, but I really do want to drill this scripture into your mind because it's such a powerful scripture. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. I am so sorry, guys, but... As humans, it is so hard sometimes to really give ourselves wholeheartedly, especially to just anybody, you know? Because we are so scared of getting hurt over and over and over again. So by hearing God say, trust me wholeheartedly, of course we are are gonna completely just put up like an A defense because how am I supposed to trust someone who I don't know? And this is why it's so important to read your Bible because you need to get to know him. You need to know why it's so important to trust God. God wants you to do three things. He wants you to trust in him. He wants you to lean not on your own understanding and he wants you to submit to him. Until you can do that, there is no way God is gonna have control over your life. Yeah, it's completely up to you. You need to hand him the will, you know? Say, God, you know what? Take this will. Take the will, Lord Jesus, because I cannot do this on my own. Yeah, that's all you need to do. Amen. Amen. Lovely. So our main question for this episode is, what does the Bible say about God being in control? Yeah? Yeah, a very good question. So in Matthew 6, 31 to 34, scripture says, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. 
Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Hallelujah. Amen. God is just basically explaining that he knows that you need the things that you're complaining about. Mm. But you don't need to complain because he will bring it to you regardless. He's going to give it to you regardless. Mm-hmm. It says that the Heavenly Father knows that you need them. So why do you keep complaining? Why do you keep worrying about the little things that God will always provide for you? Exactly. And another scripture in John 13, it says, What I am doing now, you do not understand. But you will after this. Everything that you're going through, it will be revealed later on. Sometimes we have to just endure the time, endure the pain that we're going through, endure the situation. I know under, I understand that it's not easy to be patient with what's happening right now in your life. But God is saying you're not going to be in it forever because he knows that you need the things you need. But his timing is different from ours. Exactly. And I feel like this links back as well to proverbs 3 5 to 6 because it says lean not on your own understanding but why is that because he knows that if you lean on what you think is is happening then you won't trust him and you won't see what he wants you to see what he wants you to see is that everything's already is already taken care of yeah you know it's just up to you to you know change your perspective and see that you know what the enemy and the flesh wants me to think that you know what this is what's happening however god wants you to see that regardless of what you think is happening that's not true that's not true and even in luke 12 25 it says who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life since you cannot do this very little thing why do you worry about the rest amen worrying just takes up a lot of your time i'm sorry yeah but anytime i'm going through anything i can't lie i worry a lot and it will take me the whole entire day even the whole entire week to get over anything right so for me personally what i'm seeing as a challenge for me is to make sure that you know what regardless of what i'm going through leave it there like leave it where it started you know because he will take care of it if i spend the whole day worrying about what i can't change for now I will miss out on everything else that I was supposed to actually do. And when he's talking to me, I can't hear it. Why? Because I'm worrying too much. I'm allowing the um, worry to cloud my mind and cloud everything that's happening currently in my life. Right, so to introduce our next guest, her name is Mackenzie Wilcox. It's an absolute pleasure to um, have you here and I cannot wait to hear your testimony. So please, share with us what God has done for you. Well, my name is Mackenzie and I have been married for almost nine years to um, my husband, Mark. We met in high school. We dated a few years after we met and then We got married in 2011, and since then we've had three kids. So we have two daughters and then our little son who just turned three. Um, So our our life in the last couple of years has been so exciting and crazy. We actually um, sold our house last year, bought a piece of land, and built a new house. And we did that all while homeschooling and running two businesses and living in a camper. (laughs) So it was a crazy year. And, um, you know, it's really great timing that you guys reached out to me about sharing my testimony because last year was an exciting season, but also somewhat um, trying and challenging. And I reflected a lot about where my husband and I had come 
And, you know, even us meeting, um, I'll touch on that a little bit more when I share my testimony. But last year, um, you know, it could have been a really crazy year for, you know, for the worst, but it actually ended up being a really good year to reflect on, on kind of everything that I have gone through. And, you know, now we're, we're really feeling good about where we are and I'm excited to be able to share my testimony. This is really the first time that I've like formally shared it. Um, even though what I went through was over 10 years ago, it's still something that I have um, been working to overcome. And I want to share because if there's even one other person that can, you know, be helped or comforted through my story, that's what would make me feel better about everything that I've mm -hmm. gone through, to hear that. you know, but also hard to share when you don't even feel like you're maybe a hundred percent through what you've gone through. But the cool thing is, I just think that God keeps working. Even, um, even though I, you know, have had seasons where I felt like I have overcome, I then still have moments that I am reminded of some of the hurt or the pain that I've gone through. But even in those moments, it's kind of like mini testimonies that God is good and will get me through um, any moment of, of backsliding, I guess you could say. Um, and he's strong enough to, to help me get through those moments. Um, so I guess going back, um, I grew up in uh, a Christian home, but my parents were first generation Christians. So my dad I think he believed in God, but I wouldn't even say that he was necessarily 100% committed and he didn't go to church. My mom was kind of doing it on her own for a while. And I have a younger sister. So it was kind of the three of us and we'd go to church and at a really young age, I accepted the Lord. I think I was seven. Um, so from there, I had really made a commitment to honor God all the days of my life. And so I was very particular over who I was friends with, who I dated, and I actually hadn't dated anybody. Um, but someone caught my attention when I was in middle school, like late middle school. I was going to be entering high school, actually. So I met him at youth group and I thought, okay, this is great, right? You know, like I met him through church. So I'm sure he's a Christian. So I think right there, I think that's a good thing to point out to, to women maybe looking for, you know, a relationship or a boyfriend that just because we meet someone in a situation that we would expect them to maybe have that relationship with Christ, we really need to get to know them before we commit ourselves to them or get too serious. Um, because long story short, we did start dating and at first, you know, it didn't seem it didn't feel right. I can't really put my finger on it. He hadn't actually done or said anything. Um, but there was just something in my, my spirit that wasn't settled. So I know now that that was, that was God trying to reveal to me that maybe this wasn't the right, the right thing for me. Um, so I actually mentioned it to him and I guess I broke it off. Like I, I guess we broke up. Um, and that was like the first kind of like little bit of like some anger that I saw from him and he wasn't really happy about it. Um, and he ended up persuading me to, to try again, maybe like a couple of days later. And in that time, it didn't really go well. That's when I noticed a lot of control and manipulation and lying. And it just progressed year after year. Um, it got worse. It got um, emotionally abusive and abusive in other ways as well. 
And I remember just stopping at one point and thinking, how did I get here? You know, God, you helped me meet this, this man. And I, I just don't know how I got here. I mean, he kind of turned my whole life upside down. I lost friends because I chose him over friendships. I felt so distant from God. I was compromising my, my morals and my values in order to keep up this relationship. Um, and just the things that he, were do that he was doing to me were just so terrible, but I felt alone and I felt stuck. And I did, I did have God with me and I could tell that he was giving me comfort and peace and wisdom, but I was so far away from him. And I really just thought, you know, I can't go back. I can't go back to God at this point. And I can't even get out of this relationship because after everything I've been through with him, no one else will ever want me. Like that's how I felt. I felt very hopeless and unwanted. And I didn't have the strength to leave that relationship. And I didn't feel like I had any options. But the cool thing was God was working the whole time. Um, so I had met um, another guy who was actually friends with the gentleman I had been dating. And, you know, at first, he wasn't really my friend. He was just like my boyfriend's friend, but we got to know each other more and he started advocating for me. He could see what his friend was doing to me and he wasn't okay with it. He started giving me confidence to get out of that relationship. Um, one time he actually brought me on a trip to Block Island and he told me that if anyone ever treated me um, poorly again, like make sure to let him know. And he treated me so amazing that weekend. He just like spoiled me, broke me up brought me out to eat just as friends. I was still deep in the middle of my issues with my current boyfriend, but it was kind of encouraging to see that there was a nice man out there and that maybe there was hope. And I started praying that God would provide a healthy relationship for me in the future once I healed from the relationship I was in. And around the same time, um, probably the worst thing had happened between my ex and I, and he ended up um, joining the military and he left. He was abruptly out of my life. And that was the darkest days of my life. But at the same time, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. He no longer was there in person to hurt me. And that was what I needed to regain some strength and dignity and self-respect. And I just poured out all of my worries to God now the friend who had been, you know, a mutual friend between my ex and I connected with me and we started going to the movies together and hanging out. And it took several months because he knew I was in a really hard place and he didn't want to um, complicate things by telling me that he kind of liked me, but he ended up, um, you know, asking me to go out on a date and I definitely was a little nervous because I didn't think that I would ever date again. And if I did, it would be years and years and years. Um, but I had known him for so many years. I knew his character. I knew, um, you know, we had already been through so many challenges as friends. I thought, okay, like we can give this a shot. And um, through, through that, through the strength that I found in the time that I finally had away from my ex and through this um, slow starting new relationship that God gave me, um, I began to find healing and God showed me that, um, you know, he had someone for me all along. 
And a couple years later, um, Mark and I got married. And, and ever since then, um, it's been a struggle to try to overcome some of the challenges that I did go through as a teenager. But no one understands it better than my husband because he went through it with me. We went through it as friends. I called him crying so many times. Um, I didn't have to try to like explain what happened to like a new guy who didn't know my story or my situation at all, who probably would have been freaked out that I still had so much unsettled um, and un, un, unsettled feelings, you know, about an ex. Like even to this day, if I'm having a bad day about it, um, my husband just gets it and he is so amazing and helpful through it and will just open up the Bible and encourage me and pray with me. And I feel so much better. Um, just remembering that, um, that God was there with me through it all and then provided me with a life that is, is worth living and a husband who loves me and three beautiful children. Wow. That was absolutely amazing. Wow. Thank you. you have so been much. through a lot. You have yeah. been through a lot in your life. And I can tell that you are a lot happier. Like I can feel it. Like even though I'm here and you're all the way over there, I can feel it. I can feel that you're happy and content with life and that God is really um, working through you and your husband. Thank you so much. Do you have any questions? Um, I was going to ask you, you know, when your ex went to the military, do you think that God was releasing you from this problem that you seemed like you couldn't get out of? Absolutely. And honestly, my, my ex signed up without my blessing, I guess you could say. Like he brought me to his first meeting and I said, I don't think you should do this. You're going to be away for a really long time and I'm still in high school. I can't go with you, you know? Um, and he, he kind of signed up behind my back. And at first I cried out like, why God, why would you let this happen? Like, but then it, it like so quickly became the answer I had been asking for all along that God would give me the strength to leave this relationship. Yeah. Um, it was such a hard relationship because I felt very broken while in it, but I also felt very broken and unsure not being in it because it lasted all throughout high school. Like it was a three year long relationship in those character building years where you really start to figure out who you are as a person. And when he left, I did not know what to do with myself, but I had nothing. So it gave me the opportunity to refocus on God and cry out to him. And in those nights I was struggling, there was no one to turn to. I couldn't even call my ex. I had no choice but to just cry out to God. Wow. Wow. So do you have any advice for any of the young girls who are going through the same abusive relationship? My advice would be if you're already in a relationship and you feel like it's hopeless and you see signs of abuse in any form, it's okay to walk away. You don't have to fix someone. You don't have to care more about them than you care about yourself because if the feeling is not mutual, the abuse will keep happening. And in the moment, you might feel like you have wasted so many years with that person that you just need to keep persevering and they'll change or it will somehow work or that God will change them. That may be true, but that doesn't mean you have to be there for it. And you can keep praying for them, but you don't have to keep enduring the manipulation and the abuse because you have to take care of yourself. 
And to the girl who is not in a relationship yet, my best advice would be to take things very, very slow and be so particular over who you let into your life because the red flags were there from the start and I ignored them. He did not come from a very good household and I did feel very bad for him, but I could have been there as a friend. I didn't have to date him. So take things very slow and you have to think about God above all else. And if something does not align with God's plan for your life, like if you don't see it in the Bible, if you know that it goes against your morals and values, it's okay to step away. And you have to know that there is someone out there who will treat you with love and respect. And it's, it's more important to be patient for that person than to try to make it work with someone who is hurting you in one way or another. That's true. I wanted to ask you a personal question. Sure. Do you feel like you are healed completely? I feel like it's been a very long journey. And I think that God gave me a very unique opportunity. Um, I, at first, felt healed within a couple of months because I was still very angry and bitter with my ex, maybe even to the point of hatred. I think you don't feel the pain when you're angry, at least in my experience. So I thought I had been healed. Fast forward maybe a year after our like last interaction, I felt the need to forgive him. As soon as I forgave him, a lot of pain came back. And it's interesting because we're supposed to forgive. So I didn't really understand why. But what I've learned over the last couple of years is that forgiving him kind of made me not angry with him anymore. Not being angry with him made me feel a little bit more sad about my own choices rather than his choices. So my healing journey has definitely been a progressive journey. Sometimes I feel like I'm healed and then I might have like a little revelation about something and then I kind of have to take a few steps back. And I also hadn't seen him or really had like a final conversation with him. I mean, really, we didn't even officially break up. He just left and that was it. Um, you know, a few small interactions after that, but for the most part, it was just over very abruptly. But I had a run-in with him um, almost two years ago with my husband present, and we did not get into anything very deep, but we ended up um, speaking afterwards privately with my husband's blessing. It was actually his idea. He felt like it would help me get some closure. That really opened up a can of worms. As much as it gave me closure, it also gave me lots of questions. And that was only two years ago, even though um, the relationship ended more like 12 years ago, actually. Um, I feel like it's a healing journey and God has given me peace that I don't necessarily have to understand everything because he's in control and, and that's okay. Um, I haven't always wanted to give up that control, um, but ultimately my spirit is at peace with what happened and I finally feel true joy. So in that respect, I would say, I wanted to ask you, do you want to ask questions? How do you, how do I have a ship after growing through abuse? I think it really helped that my husband knew the situation, but he actually did not know the extent of the details until I got emotional after I saw my ex two years ago. He was a little surprised. 
And I had to get into a little bit more detail. And I think that's what it takes, being open and honest with the person that you are dating or married to after abuse, because they might not understand why you are feeling extra emotional at times. They might not understand why you um, act a little funny towards them for certain things. Um, and I think it's important that they know that it's nothing they did, that it's something that was done previously. And it's just, unfortunately, the way your mind works now. And I think them understanding those things can help them to love you through the moments that are challenging. Because overall, I, I don't suffer through challenging moments. But when I have one, I can just look at him and say, today's a rough day, bad dream or weird memory, something. And he just knows what to do. He knows to just give me a hug and some encouragement. But I don't think he would know to do that if he didn't really know the full detail of what I had been through. So as long as you really trust your spouse with that information, I think it is important to have that open and honest conversation. I love that. And I feel like throughout your whole testimony, what I heard as well is if you have a spouse, always be his friend first like yes. you can't have a relationship and not have that as well like being a friend is just as important as actually having entire um, testimony just uh, proverbs, proverbs 3 5 through 6 has always been my favorite scripture before i even really had a reason to have it be my favorite scripture um it so became the scripture of my life trust in the lord lean not on your own understanding acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path because when I did not understand what I was going through, I just remembered to trust him, to trust him, to trust him, that he would direct me and he did direct me. And I'm so thankful for that. In the moment, it seemed like the longest season, but looking back, it was such a short season of my life compared to where I am now. Thank you so much, Mackenzie, for sharing such a beautiful testimony once again. We are so grateful that you've been able to give yourself some time to come on this platform and show us and tell us what God has done for you. You know, there are so many women or even men out there that maybe can relate to something like this. And, you know, we believe in God that many hearts have been touched because of your truth that has been spoken today. It's never too easy for anyone to come out and you have such bravery and it's very admirable, you know. So we want to say thank you because something like this takes years it takes a lot of time to be able to speak about we just want to say god bless you and thank you again absolutely and many of us stay in situations because we feel inadequate unwanted or even scared of what else is out there and we think that we won't ever get anything that's better or we won't or we can't do better than our current situation but we are here to tell you and to encourage you that god is in control Sometimes when we don't see something happening for us, we think, you know what, this does not exist, yeah? However, in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it shows us that this is where faith comes in. It says, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So even though we cannot see it now, as long as you're hoping for it to happen, it is there. You're right, Natasha. And because we don't have the hope, because we don't have the faith in God and we're so scared, we refuse to take the risk that we're supposed to take. And just because we refuse to do it, we continue to endure the hardship that we're facing. Mm. But are we asking ourselves this? Would God want us to be unhappy? Definitely not. Of course not, he doesn't. 
God never wants you to be unable. He never wants you to feel like you're this low, you're struggling because of your trials and tribulations that you don't have the power to change your situation. He wants you to use your power, use the power that he has given you, using your words to speak life into your situation because your tribulations is not forever, okay? It is you that needs to change. It is you that needs to have faith to believe in God and be strong enough to believe that there is always something better in this situation and above all that's coming. Amen. And even with um, Mackenzie, she spoke about her ex, you know, how he was abruptly taken out of her life. Now, this is the reality of things that happen. We pray for um, things, right? And we think, you know what? God's going to answer all my prayers in the way that I want him to answer it. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, 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 no. God will answer the prayer, but he'll answer it according to how he thinks is best. Why? He knows us best. So even if he answers the prayer and it's not according to your liking, at the end of the day, yeah, as um, Tashoy already said earlier, we may not understand it now, but we will eventually. Right. We will eventually. At the end of the day as well, yeah, we understand as well that sometimes we may not have the strength to leave or the strength to actually be bold and take a risk. However, you are in luck yeah because Deuteronomy 31 8 talks about how God he wants us to rely on him he's our strength even in times when we don't have strength he's there for us you know how like we we always talk about how it's important to have like a friend there why because sometimes when we are unable to rely on ourselves we at least have that person there who's able to pick us up who's able to help us through those hard times and that person right now is God and also, thank you so much as well for shining light on the fact that sometimes when we pray, we get the answer, but it may not look like the answer we want. And I love that. I love that so much. Because him being taken out of your life was not what you expected, but it was necessary in order for you to heal and in order for you to move forward. Again, God knows what's best for us. I have really enjoyed hearing about your experience, Mackenzie, and you know how you're still on your journey to being healed. And you know what? That's the most important thing. Yeah. You're on your way to being healed. And sometimes it takes time, you know? But at the end of the day, you know that it's already guaranteed. Why? Because God is in control. And lastly, I wanted to leave you guys with a very important point. Now, Mackenzie emphasised how she saw the red flags from the very beginning, you know, in that relationship, but she chose to ignore them. Now, how many of you choose to see what you want to see? How many times has God spoken to you or even whispered in your ear or shown you a characteristic that was just evident that this was what it was going to be like. But how many of you have ignored it? And why have you ignored it? So without further ado, this is the end of the episode. Guys, please remember, his word is God's word. Hey, his word is God's word. Hello, his word is God's word.